Okay, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association. Uh, this is today's news show, uh, which I eventually got around to thinking about. Uh, it's the 14th of January 2022, and it's just a little bit before 11am so I'm tracking quite a few stories today uh, there's the Boris Johnson will he won't he resign will he be pushed story there's the Novak Djokovic um, when will he be deported story it's, I think it's more when than if now although there is still an appeal going on by the looks of it I did see a court in session so I think there's an appeal going on or some kind of hearing going on about that so there's two major stories uh, there's the um, vaccine mandates in the NHS story which is uh, rolling on in the background there's four months or three months now just under to to get that sorted out that's that's going to be a mess in april if it doesn't get sorted out uh totally down to the government because government policy is going to produce a 10 percent drop in the qualified staff at the nhs so the uh the front-facing staff which is the doctors the nurses the uh practice assistants the receptionists whatever it is medical staff that have training and experience will be leaving up to the point of about a hundred thousand I think is the, the figure that's being quoted 10% of the staff at the NHS potentially could leave so the Tories will get what they want They'll get the destruction of the NHS, but they'll be able to blame the unvaccinated for it. So they get they get to sell it off to the highest bidder, which is what they've always wanted to do. For the past, was it seventy years now? The NHS has been happening. More probably, just over seventy-five years, maybe. The Conservatives have, have always wanted to dis dismantle it. They just never had a, a good way to do it. And now they've got a good way to do it. So I don't know how that will play out exactly. But it's worth keeping an eye on. There's three months or it's two and a half months now for that to run. Uh, the decision will have to be made sometime in March I would imagine because the deadline is f is February so the decision will have to be made by March to make sure that everything's in place because they're going to need alternative staffing they're going to have to find some somebody to replace the staff that are leaving or the service is going to be reduced so so this is the Novak Djokovic story as it's being reported by Al Jazeera Australia's Immigration Minister has cancelled tennis star Novak Djokovic's visa just days ahead of the Australian Open Championship on health grounds. Djokovic, who is unvaccinated, first had his visa revoked last week after landing in Australia. 
But a judge overturned the ruling and allowed the world number one tennis player to stay because he had been given a vaccine exemption. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison released the following statement saying, I understand that following careful consideration, action is being taken by the minister to cancel Mr Djokovic's visa held on health and good order grounds on the basis that it was in the public interest to do so. He added that Australians have made many sacrifices during this pandemic and they rightly expect the results of those sacrifices to be protected. Sarah Clark joins us now live from Brisbane. Sarah, have we heard anything then from Novak Djokovic or his legal team? We haven't heard anything from Novak and his uh, Djokovic and his legal team as yet, but we do expect them to appeal this decision. Uh, and based on that, we do expect them to take it back, potentially, to the Federal Circuit Court uh, in Melbourne over the weekend. Now, uh, the Alex Hawke, the Immigration Minister, uh, he always held these discretionary powers uh, to overrule that court decision. Uh, and as a result, he did. He pursued that. The government has always stood its ground and said that rules are rules. Uh, we, want, uh, we, we, will, we will uphold hold those restrictions, the tough border restrictions that have been in place for the last couple of years and they said that Djokovic uh, failed to meet the criteria um, on entry and now uh, Djokovic uh, he could potentially be deported uh, based on this decision uh, the Alex Hawke the minister said the decision was made on the grounds that it was in the public interest to do so and that uh, Djokovic posed a risk to the Australian community now the government uh, simply said that last week the border forces stopped Djokovic um, at Tullamarine Airport and questioned him for hours and it was his visa that was cancelled on the Thursday morning he then spent time in the uh, detention, the immigration detention in that hotel in Carlton. Uh, the court then overruled uh, the visa cancellation and on Friday uh, around 6pm in Melbourne, this is when the government intervened again and, and pursued what the line it had always upheld, uh, that these border restrictions must remain in place and that the government would, wouldn't put in place any special treatment for the likes of tennis stars of like Novak Djokovic. And as a result, 6pm on Friday, that visa has been cancelled uh, for a second time and he does face not just deportation but potentially a ban on re-entering Australia for another three years. So, Sarah, is this about him not being vaccinated? Because, you know, of course, he, he said that he had and he had COVID before. Um, so then, I guess, therefore, the vac uh, the, the visa, he was exempt from the visa because he had immunity. Does this mean that you can't get into Australia if you are not vaccinated, even if you've had COVID before? Or is this on some other grounds? Well, the background to this is that uh, Djokovic sought um, a medical exemption to travel to play in the Australian Open, uh, and that was approved by Tennis Australia. And that request for exemption to travel uh, and to be granted entry into Australia was approved by two panels, uh, one being the medical panel or board of medical specialists uh, of, of based by the Australia, Tennis Australia. They approved that. The government then simply said that uh, Djokovic didn't meet the criteria uh, to enter Australia because of his unvaccinated status. And I should note that the Australian Open all tennis players uh, must be vaccinated to play uh, unless you get this medical exemption. Now, various evidence that Djokovic presented in the last couple of days in statements released by his Instagram noted uh, that he had tested positive for COVID-19 uh, back around mid-December. Uh, since that uh, uh, that he was found to be positive, he did actually appear publicly in a couple of places. He also uh, filled out, or one of the members of his team, uh, 
ticked the wrong box on his Australian travel declaration on landing, on entry, and the Australian Border Forces picked that up. So he's uh, been put, uh, a number of false statements have been certainly highlighted on his entry, and therefore the government says he doesn't meet the criteria. And I should also note uh, that the Australians were polled in some polls around Australia overnight, I should say, more than 80% of people uh, agreed that the government should deport Djokovic based on the fact that we've had these very tough border restrictions in place uh, for the last two years. And the Prime Minister, if he was to grant an exemption for the likes of Novak Djokovic, the world's men's number one tennis player, if they had allowed for him to enter Australia uh, and be exempt from some of those tough rules, then that certainly would have set a very dangerous precedent uh, for other people entering Australia. Sure. Uh, I, I, I doubt somehow that uh, Novak Djokovic is going to be able to play in the Australian Open now. There's too many things building up against him and too much politics involved. But it is it is a political decision, there's no doubt about that. So moving on to British politics now, this is Boris Johnson making an apology for a party in the garden at number 10 during lockdown in 2020, May 2020. Uh, which he claimed was a business meeting, but which clearly wasn't a business meeting. Anyway, here we go. I offer my heartfelt apology. 
apologies. And all I ask is that Sue Gray be allowed to complete her inquiry into that day and several others so that the full facts can be established. And I would, of course, come back to this House and make a statement. Mr Speaker, this morning I had meetings with ministerial colleagues and others. In addition to my duties in this House, I shall have further such meetings later today. Okay, so that's Boris Johnson uh, apologising, which he doesn't do very often. And it's probably not going to be enough to save his job as Prime Minister. I think there's letters going into the 1922 committee as we speak. I don't know how many. They need to be 54 before the uh, leadership election will be triggered. I would imagine there'll be moving towards that amount well in time for the party conferences in October so the odds are that there'll be an election over the summer a leadership election for the Tory party and we'll have a new Prime Minister by the party conference I would think I, I can't see Boris Johnson hanging on after this particularly as as the new MPs that arrived in 2019 were in safe Labour seats so the uh, the atmosphere and the expectations of those Labour Party voters lifetime Labour Party voters a lot of them who switched because of Brexit those expectations have got to be met otherwise they won't get the vote a second time 